presented by Emergent. Good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghu Manavalan. Chicago, China, and student debt. Here are the big things we're tracking on Tuesday, February 28th. Polls open in less than an hour in Chicago, where Mayor Lori Lightfoot faces eight rivals and a very real chance of being shut out of the likely April 4th runoff election. A new poll from Victory Research finds the incumbent trailing both former Chicago Public Schools CEO Paul Fallis and Cook County Commissioner Brandon Johnson. Politico's Jonathan Martin reports this morning in today's playbook from the Windy City, where sky-high civic anxiety over rising crime has put Lakefoot at risk of becoming the first mayor to lose re-election in 40 years. Jonathan writes, it's hardly just a Chicago story, but Lightfoot's prickly style has compounded her woes. When I asked Lightfoot if she had regrets, she didn't hesitate. We made mistakes. Yet, she was quick to say she learned from those errors and, perhaps recognizing the voters she needs to mobilize, said she was judged more harshly as a black woman. I remember Rahm Emanuel appearing on the cover of Time magazine. That headline was basically like, tough guy for Chicago, she recalled. No woman or woman of color is ever going to get that headline. The House Select Committee on China holds its first hearing this evening against a backdrop of rising trans-Pacific tensions, heightened by last month's spy balloon revelations and recent speculation that China might overtly assist Russia with its invasion of Ukraine. The committee, operating so far with bipartisan cooperation, is supposed to take a look at the range of economic, technological, and military concerns posed by China over the next two years. The 7 p.m. hearing will feature four witnesses. H.R. McMaster, retired Army Lieutenant General and former National Security Advisor to former President Donald Trump. Matthew Pottinger, former Deputy National Security Advisor to Trump. Tong Yi, Chinese human rights advocate, and Scott Paul, president of the Alliance for American Manufacturing. You can check out an exclusive excerpt from Pottinger's testimony in this morning's playbook, politico.com slash playbook. In just a few hours, President Joe Biden's student debt relief plan will come under the scrutiny of the Supreme Court, whose justices will decide in the months following today's oral arguments whether the $400 billion program is constitutional. A lot more than debt relief for 40 million Americans is on the line. A broad ruling by the conservative high court might not only put a stake through Biden's signature promise to young voters, it could cripple his plans to take executive action in other areas and leave federal policymaking more vulnerable to hostile states' legal challenges. The Biden administration will argue it has full authority to discharge student debt under a 2003 law, the HEROES Act, which gives the Secretary of Education power to grant relief during national emergencies. But opponents of the plan believe Biden's plan stretches that statutory foundation way beyond its limits. The result could be another expansion of the major questions doctrine, the basis for recent Supreme Court rulings striking down EPA's attempt to regulate power plants' carbon emissions, as well as pandemic-era mandates from the CDC and OSHA. Politico's 
education reporter Michael Stratford told us the merits of the case boil down to this. Will conservatives on the court, who've been skeptical of some previous Biden-era pandemic policies, buy the administration's argument that it needs to cancel student debt to help borrowers recover from the economic effects of the pandemic? One legal expert who was informally consulted with the White House on the debt cases told us last night that when it comes to upholding agency decisions, I don't think it's easy to be confident about this court. Yet, the White House is feeling positive going into today's arguments, believing that the plaintiffs won't be able to show they were financially harmed by the Biden program. One case brought by six Republican-led states was already dismissed by a lower court for lack of standing. A second case, brought by two students who are not fully eligible for loan relief, faces similar questions. One person familiar with the administration's thinking texted Playbook last night. We're confident we're going to win because the other side doesn't have standing. The alternative, in any case, is chilling. Granting these litigants standing could open the door to a flood of future challenges to federal initiatives. The political ramifications could be just as dire. While the relief plan garnered Biden lots of goodwill from key constituencies, an adverse decision would not leave the Biden administration with much of a plan B. One debt relief advocate put it this way, at the end of the day, if they choose to send bills to 40 million people without canceling their debts first, Joe Biden is going to be the name on the bill. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House at 12.40 p.m. Eastern. President Joe Biden will leave the White House to head to Virginia Beach, Virginia, arriving at 1.45 p.m. At 3 p.m., Biden will speak at an event about protecting Americans from high health care costs. And afterward, Biden will leave Virginia Beach to return to the White House, arriving back at 5.35 p.m. Vice President Kamala Harris has nothing on her public schedule. The House will meet at 10 a.m. The Armed Services Committee will hold a hearing on U.S. military support to Ukraine at 10 a.m. The Select Committee on China will hold its first big primetime hearing at 7 p.m. The Senate will meet at 10 a.m. and take up multiple judicial nominations throughout the day, with the recess from 12.30 to 2.15 for weekly conference meetings. All right, for more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Monovalan. Have a good Tuesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. Across the U.S. and around the world, Emergent is at work, developing, manufacturing, and delivering protections that outpace emerging health threats from viruses and pathogens to biological or chemical attacks. Emergent takes critical and decisive steps to prepare against threats to public health, in step with governments and public health leaders globally. Find out how Emergent perceives, prepares, and protects against public health threats at EmergentBiosolutions.com.